Welcome back to the content surge. I'm your dungeon. Sorry, no. I'm your keeper, Lisa Condemi. Because today we are playing Monster of the Week, my <laughs> creepy little babies. And I'm here with. I'm no Perito. My last intro was bleak. This one is tongue in cheek. Get ready to see this freak play Monster of the Week. Ooh. Boop, 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 boop. I remember last time we did this and you hosted, I just absolutely was like, oh shit, <laughs> oh, yeah, I have, have to, to introduce after myself. After roasting us every week every when I'm week. like, oh yeah, my intro. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah. what a mysterious and beautiful <sighs> rhyme. Let's not delay any longer. Put on your Birkenstocks and gather up some firewood because this week we are retreating deep into the woods west of the Mare Mara to a place where a ragtag community of recluses all have one thing in common. They hate living near other people, and so they are all living together. Scumside is the name of this little hundred acre paradise. Some folk live in Scumside because it's a simple life they can afford. Others live there because they've abandoned the stress of the city in favor of clean, natural living. Just a bunch of good country folk living life on their own terms. Now, I would continue to describe Scumside, but Noah, your character has not yet arrived. Mm. You are actually waiting on the side of a dirt road about 10 miles from Scumside, bags in hand. You were just dropped off by a big trundling trolley carrying bundles of wheat and hay and told to wait around for a ride from someone named Haas. Noah, would you like to describe your character? And after you've done that, tell us a little bit about why you are coming to Scumside. Yes, I would love to describe myself. You see a fiendish looking individual with muddy red skin, sharp black horns bursting from a mane of black hair atop their head, and pure, almost feline-like yellow eyes. Their body is toned, though it is mostly superficial, like someone who has abs because they don't eat enough and are moving a lot, so it just happens to happen. Made in the womb. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is all sort of covered by a tailored dark black zoot suit, black and white specter dress shoes, and a matching wide-brimmed flat-top hat. You're, you're hot, for sure. <laughs> I'm very hot, but I also look very <laughs> scary in a way that it's kind of like... um. It's like if anyone has seen Good Omens, uh, Crowley, David Tennant's character, straddles the line between sexy David Tennant mm -hmm. and very Weird, scared yet demon. Monster, yeah. <laughs> um, so they are smoking a Veridante Slim, this type of thin <laughs> cigarette. And their gender is, as according to the rule book, concealed. Concealed gender. <laughs> Perhaps even from themselves. Wow. Ooh, um, and um, they are here <laughs> because they hmm, hmm they were supposed to open a portal to the abyss to let a bunch of demons <laughs> into the realm. As you do, as you do. But then it, they thought it would be more chaotic to not open the portal. Oh, a switcheroo. Switch, give them the old switcheroo. And, I, you know, I thought they'd love that. I thought they'd be like, yes, chaos, just like us. Yeah. But they were not fans. Oh. They would prefer that I did the job they you gave me. You opened the portal, yeah. Yes. Um, so, I see that, I see that. So I am just trying to avoid them. <laughs> and Scumside looked like the perfect location far west of everything I had dealt with. Um, and I'm just trying to leave my crimes behind, if you will. Well, it is very remote, so you had the right idea. 
As you're sitting there on the side of the road, thinking about your past, thinking about your old ways, you see this huge, janky contraption hurtling towards you, kicking up dust on the dirt road. It's got like a red, flat steel bed, some kind of like rotating motor underneath, clunky spiked wheels that grip at the dirt, and an open hub at the front where a gruff, older looking halfling man sits. You can safely assume that this is Haas as he waves at you as he approaches. Hey there, uh, are you a uh, so far the Wicked? Yes, uh, don't use the full title, just Fi for now is good. Demon true names, I you know, don't want them said aloud to many people. So yes, I am them and you must be Haas. His eyes are blank through everything you just said about demons. He's just nodding with kind of a, a blank smile on his face. All right, all right, fa. Uh, yeah, hop on in. I'm Haas. He gets out. He starts helping you with your bags, loading your Oh, equipment. thank you. Yes, thank you. And this is the kind of treatment I expected when I arrived here. Are you traveling pretty light? You got anything else? Or? No, no. I, I, I am very... I can take care of myself. This is all I have. Just the suit and this bag. Okay. Uh, you guys get in, and as he you know, kicks up the motor and starts to drive along, um, he's, he's not saying anything. You look over at this man, and you think that this is the guy who would be, like, pretty content to ride in, like, total, like, awkward male silence. Mm. <laughs> My kind of guy. Mm. <laughs> I love how we're just not talking. You guys are both just kind of nodding, looking mm. at the road. He kind of he stops a little bit, slows and lets a cow pass by, and it keeps driving. So, uh, been in the town for a while, and you know, it's your home, or? Yeah, I've been here for years and years. I came out here as a as kind of a young guy. It's me and my wife Camille. You'll meet her. She's a she she's much more talkative than I am. But mm. yeah, I've I've been here a long time. Mm-hmm. Most most of us have. By the way, you're you're lucky you got a spot because they really they only open up every couple years. Ooh, uh, tell me, I actually haven't gotten a look at any of the quote unquote spot. Is it an actual abode? Am I allowed to enter it, or is it just a square of land? Oh, well, you you'll see it when we come. We got a, a tent set up for you. It's kind of a it's kind of a temporary situation. Mm. We're gonna have to, you know, we got builders there, and usually people come and they find kind of a temporary thing, and then if they decide to stay, you know, we might build them a log cabin or mm, something yes. all together. So a tent, yes, okay, that that will suit me well. Yes, of course. Uh, thank you. I'm, I am excited to see your town, as you call it. Uh-huh. And he keeps <laughs> driving. Um, Haas drives you to the commune with the windows rolled down, and you can taste hot, swampy summer air. Mm. The drive takes a while, like 25 minutes, and there's a good bit of awkward silence. If you are not expressly asking questions, you can tell that Haas is kind of a tight-lipped guy. Maybe a little suspicious, a little hard by nature. Not rude, but certainly not effusive. Mm. Soon the road turns to plain mud and Haas is driving in his own tracks back the way he came. And as you pull into a tall open field, you see Scumside Commune in all its glory. I have a little visual reference for you. Um, <clears throat> this is a little rough sketch. I'm going to clean it up. But our patrons will be able to see it in the description of the episode as well. Hell yes. Along. You come in the main entrance. Oh my god, this gives me such... Um... Fuck, we were just talking about the game. A start. This gives me such Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley vibes. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Uh, directly across from you, you come in this main entrance right here. Mm -hmm. Directly across from you at 12 o'clock is a kind of kooky looking metal trailer that's pumping smoke out of the side. Right next door is a bit of a natural setup. You can tell someone has made a fire pit, maybe sleeps in a hammock under the stars. At three o'clock, there are a few simple druidic yurts that have kind of a clean geodesic dome look to them. They're made out of like a heavy canvas or linen. Next to the yurts is a sprawling vegetable patch. Mm. It just looks like your classic community garden. You can tell the plots have been divvied up between the residents. You notice lots of edible plants. There are a few plots that are looking kind of overrun with weeds, some that are looking better. You and Haas have pulled up to a weathered-looking log cabin with a rocking chair and a gallon jug on the porch. There are tire tracks leading up to it, so you assume that this is Haas's place you've pulled up to. Mm. To your left, about 9 o'clock, is a cottage, sort of quainter and prettier than Haas's. It was painted sky blue years ago, but is fading now, and it's semi-swallowed up by rose and hydrangea bushes, and bright-colored pinwheels spin in the front garden. Finally, behind this cabin, you can see the mouth of a dark trail, which you believe leads to a very green and algae-covered lake, mm. although it looks like it might be a bit of a hike there, and there's also a very battered, unwelcoming sign lying in the grass by the trail's mouth that says, no swimming. <laughs> Um, and in between Haas's place and the cottage uh, mm -hmm. that's surrounded by flowers looks like they've got like a little tent set up for you. There's kind of a little basket that has like a muffin and a couple rolls. <laughs> Haas turns to you as he's helping you with your bags. Well, this is about it. Scum, sweet scum. Sorry we ain't got no welcoming party for you, but I reckon we'll cook a little, drink a little tonight, and you can get to know some folks. They're a nice bunch. Weird. So they should be fine with more weird. And he kind of looks you up and down. Mm, yes, I love that kind of type. Should mm. I uh, show you to your place and give you the verbal tour? Yes, that would be quite lovely. And um, I think I like look out over the town and like mumble under my breath. I'll either rule this town by the end of the weekend or I'll be dead in the ditch beside it. Um, and then I follow up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how it's going to be. I, I appreciate that. Honestly. He's kind of like 10 paces ahead of you, not really looking back. He drops off your bags by mm. the mouth of the tent. There's little in there. You've kind of been, ex you've been told to, you know, bring a sleeping pack and mm. a pillow. Um, he explains that he and Camille live in the old log cabin. Um, a guy named Chuck lives in the trailer. The druids who have lived here, he explains, for a while, they tend to the land, they live in the yurts. Um, that there's a man named Gidry who sleeps in this campsite next to the trailer. Um, and that there's an older woman named Gina who lives in this cottage. Um, and he, you know, he gestures at the tent and says, well, this is what we got for you for now, you know. It's, it is what it is. A fixer-upper, for sure, for sure. Exactly. Yes, real estate is perhaps one of the evilest businesses, so I think that I will do well here. Oh, that's why most of us are here. You know, we want to get away from that kind of thing. I, right, I, right. Me and Camille built my cabin, log by log, by hand, so no real estate agents out here. <laughs> None yet. Anyways. Well, uh, <clears throat> outhouse is over there. Good for the community garden. And he takes his leave and lets you unpack. You've probably got um, a few hours before any kind of like welcoming thing. What do you want to do? 
Uh, well, obviously I've been traveling for a while, so mm-hmm. first things first, I've got to, um, I'm trying to live a better life, trying to, you know, if I'm doing good, perhaps the demons who are after me will never find me because they wouldn't be looking for someone doing good. <laughs> um, so I go help the community garden and take a huge dump. And then... <laughs> oh, my God. So you go to the garden? Uh, no, I go to the outhouse. You go to the outhouse. Uh, I, okay, I, okay. I respectfully do the thing that... <laughs> it's like you do shit in the I garden? I go to shit... <laughs> First time I, you're, you're leading a game, and I'm like, hmm, I'd like to go shit in the garden. I'm like, the people stare out their windows. Like. This is what you asked for. No, um, no, yeah. I uh, do that, and then... Oh, you um go to the outhouse. It's just like a tall, basically, a wooden stall. Looks like a porta potty um, you do anything special in there? Are you looking around or are you just kind of doing your business? Um, I think that unless there's anything that jump that would jump out at me, I feel like it's just going in, doing the business, and then I was going to co- go right back to um, the tent to see, you know, just settle in a little bit yeah. before the night. Well, since you're taking a dump and you're, you're going to sit there for a sec, um, why don't you give me our first roll of the game? Why don't you just give me an investigate... Uh, investigate a mystery check while you're sitting there just looking around staring at the wall of the outhouse excellent this is sharp yes correct? roll plus sharp okay i have minus one to this okay that is a four um you don't realize that the toilet is kind of full and a little <laughs> bit like splashes out and it's kind of getting like a little messy and smelly. Just like the abyss. I feel right at home. You do not leave this as found. <laughs> I certainly do not. <laughs> wow. I love this was good. This is perfect. This was good, yeah. I needed to set it up with that. I, and, and I did use, I used one die that I'm like, you roll well, and uh-huh. one die that rolls bad, and they did they the did opposite. That. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, but yes. Um, and then after, I feel like I would just go check out my home and see if there's anything interesting there. Um, yeah. You walk around your tent. Um, there's a line of trees kind of surrounding the whole property. Mm-hmm. There's really, it's pretty bare. You're like thinking that these people probably uh wait to see if someone is going to fit in before they build any kind of permanent shelter because uh this is kind of a group of nomads people who are living apart from society sometimes people try it out and it's not for them Mm. so they're not trying to build houses for people who are then going to just disappear so it looks like you got kind of like a trial run going on right right temp work is very very it's Mm -hmm. normal in the abyss so that works and uh the muffin in the basket is lemon poppy seed and it seems like it's freshly baked it's in like a little cheesecloth Ooh, i eat it without any sort of consideration (laughs) i absolutely just throw it into my gullet it's really good and it's delicious yeah thank god it's not poisoned (laughs) (laughs) i guess i technically would not know that you would find out later but Um, you think it tastes it tastes really really good oh i can almost taste that taste that that lemon poppy seed in my mouth right now as you're um eating your muffin kind of looking around you see that it seems like people are probably like inside their homes mostly you don't see too many people wandering around it's hot outside in the afternoon so people probably stay inside and then maybe do more work in the mm. evening time you see Haas is outside he's um chopping wood he goes oh, uh, if you're bored and you're not up to anything you could always visit my wife camille She's, she could probably fix you up something to eat. She's a real good cook. Mm, yes, I shall meet your wife. And I raise my eyebrows really high and uh, go find Camille. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you go, uh, the door to Haas's uh, place is cracked open a little bit. Like, they probably leave it all the time. They got a screen door there. Mm. You walk up the cabin steps and inside, the cabin is rustic and cozy inside. It was, as he said, clearly hewn out of wood, log by log. There's a little reading parlor with some books. There's a big dining table with placemats and mismatched chairs. You think that they probably have people over a lot. Um, sitting at the head of it is a beautiful middle-aged drow woman. She's got crow feet, streaks of gray running through her short bob, and a smart tailored sweater on. She looks up at you from where she's maybe like writing in an address book or doing bills. She says, hello, stranger. Ah, hello. My name is Fi. I am, I am the newest resident and potentially future mayor of this town. Who are you? And nice to meet you. Fi, it's nice to meet you. My name is Camille. Uh, you probably met my husband. I believe he picked you up at this train station. Yes, wonderful fellow. What do you see in him? Just to be sure. He's very he's very <laughs> strong and very subtle. I just want to know if... Camille laughs like she's a real friendly type, you can tell. Like she's like uh, happy to have someone to talk to. And she goes, my husband, you know, he is uh, he is real funny. He likes to crack jokes. I know he may come off as a little gruff uh, if you've just met him. But he is actually a caring man and... Well, sort of a, um, a, an unelected mayor in that he, you know, scoops out the outhouse. Ah, yes. So a traditional mayoral job. So if you want to be your yes. job, then yes. Mmm, <laughs> yes. You, you might have luck actually getting people to vote for that because we usually, we kind of take towns. Mmm, okay, okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um, how, how is everything around here? Is that, um, I'm obviously new here. I just want to know. I don't want to ruffle any feathers, or perhaps I do, but I don't want to unintentionally ruffle any feathers. Does anyone have any things they don't really like? I'm going to say, um, although you're not necessarily trying to manipulate Camille, you are trying to get her to kind of open up to you, so why don't you roll a plus charm? Okay. Let's see how much she's willing to share right now. Maybe this time I'll do them one by one. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, so that's six plus two, so that is eight. Okay. Um, Camille kind of hems and haws, and she goes, oh, we all mostly uh, get along here. Uh, most people have been living here for a while. Lots of married couples, a few younger people. Uh, is there anyone in you know particular that you are... Have you met anyone here besides Haas? No, just you and Haas. Um, I, I, he had mentioned that there was going to be like a barbecue or something tonight, so I figured that might be the place to do it. But if, you have, if there's anyone you want me to go to or think that I should go to first, I'd love to do that. Well, no, there's n there's no assignments. I mean, you're welcome to hang out here with me. You must know one thing, and that is uh, I'm a bit of a terrible gossip. I'm trying to give it up. I am, but you might be able to persuade me to part with a few juicy tidbits. Trying to give it up? Hmm? Okay. Well, no, you know, I don't want to encourage you. I Obviously, if you're trying your best to get over something, I wouldn't be She's so already, toxic. like, pouring you tea from... Um, <laughs> the teapot she uh, starts bringing out some snacks they're all packaged like Haas told you that she was a great cook but she brings out like a packaged pie from the store like she opens up a thing of crackers and like pours it out like she she takes muffins <laughs> out of the fridge unwraps it and then puts it like in like a 
cottagecore basket and puts it on the table. It's very <laughs> clear that she's completely talentless when it comes to cooking. Does do any of these or any of these like the lemon poppy seed muffin that I received? Yeah, it's more okay. muffins for sure. <laughs> these you, are for sure. The you same. had one of my muffins. Oh, I get yes. them at the at the store. Oh yes. Um, it, who runs the store? Do you? Because your husband said you were an incredible baker. Remember I told you he is funny. He is teasing me a little bit. He knows I have not cooked in 20 years. Wow, his humor is very subtle. I'll have to get used to that. <laughs> and uh, the store is, uh, you know, in the next town over. No, ah. no one we know runs it. Ah, ah okay. Well, um, this is inc- what an incredible spread <laughs> that you've given me. She starts kind of like kikiing with you. She's filling you in a little bit on the community. She's giving you kind of like little things where she's like, oh, and you haven't met the druids yet, right? No, no. Are they, are they uh, chill or are they also gossipy? Oh, well, you know how druids are. Um, they're a little... Uh, my husband would use the word uh, "frou-frou." Hmm. I am unfamiliar with this <laughs> halfling term. Uh, would you? Do you know it in abyssal, perhaps? Uh, frou-frou. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Um. <laughs> Um, she she starts telling you, oh, they're, they're a little intense about the community garden and, you know, the, the littering and all this. They're very intense about pack it up and the outhouse, the, the state of things. They've been here for uh, much longer than the commune. And so they're, they're very protective over the land. We sort of have an agreement with them. You know, they, they live on a property and we ah. promise to take care of it and they help us tend to it. Quite a community. Hmm. Y- yes. <laughs> mm, I love community. I also want that. Um, listen, so if perhaps someone had used the outhouse, is there anything they should have done afterwards? Just curious. Like wash your hands? I don't yes, know. Yes, of course. I don't know. Naturally. Oh, just wanted to check. <laughs> she seems weirded out. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I apologize. Uh, that was mostly just because I didn't want to offend the druids. Uh, but yes, anyways. Now, the real sort of gossipy situation, if you ask me, she kind of like leans back and looks out to see if Haas is like standing near the door. Like maybe she's kind of gotten in trouble for gossiping before. Mm. She goes, aren't you wondering uh, why there was a spot open? Oh, suddenly? Well, Haas just kind of casually mentioned that it happened ever so often, and I guess I kind of assumed it was because this kind of living isn't for everyone, so no, I wasn't. But now that you said it exactly like that, I'm incredibly interested. (laughs) Well, uh, you haven't met Gina, who lives in the cottage? No, not yet. She's next on my list, for sure. Lovely woman, lovely woman. She had... A boyfriend. They were they were almost like a married couple, but not quite. Had met, uh, say, I don't know, five years ago. Gina moved here a long time ago, but then her uh, her guy Howard moves here a couple years ago. He settles right in. They move in together. They shack up, and then seven nights ago, in the middle of the night, Howard gets up and leaves. He leaves everything behind he doesn't even take his shoes and did anyone see him leave no he was just gone in the morning and gina was devastated said he had left hell wow 
Oh man, that is some juicy drum, girl. I know. Damn, I can't believe he just left in the middle of the night and no one saw him leave and he left his shoes, which seems like something you would definitely want to bring. I know, you would think he left barefoot. She must have been so unbearable that he left without his shoes on. But yeah. don't tell her I said that. She's a very sweet woman. Of course. Uh, quick question. Was he a halfling? Because if he didn't, he was a halfling, that makes sense if he wasn't wearing shoes, I guess. But... No, no. Gina and Howard are both humans. Oh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. Nice folk. Now, I was sad to see him go. Hmm. Um, do I think that she's sad to see him go? <laughs> <laughs> do I, like, actually believe that... Because you know how sometimes gossip is you're trying to frame your opinion around it like does is it seem right. like she's taking on the kind of like oh like yes he totally left on his own like and i was definitely sad about that yeah it seems like she's like a little titillated it doesn't seem she doesn't seem super malicious to you but it seems like she's definitely like maybe this is the most exciting thing that has happened here in a while like the if the other drama she has is that there's some fighting over the community garden and then mm. the other big piece of news is that <laughs> a, a man, man went missing yeah exactly uh i <laughs> she's very eager to tell you as well <laughs> uh seeing that spark of what it isn't it isn't cruelty but it is definitely the the seed of cruelty that is mm -hmm. gossip i i um smile and i'm like yes yes what a tragedy for him to leave what is there tragedy. anyone else who is you know any other drama that you feel like is pertinent to making myself acclimate to this location hmm let's see you can tell Camille is a total busybody. She unloads. She starts telling you all sorts of shit. Um, she tells you that um, she thinks someone is loaning Gidry money um, because he his work is expensive. She doesn't know how he's affording parts. Mm. Um, she's telling you that um, the druids at the inside of their tents are like really fancy and that she saw one of them drinking from a plastic water bottle. What the fuck? <laughs> Bottled in Balderheim? Are you serious? I know, and I'm telling you, I saw him throw it into the woods. He did not even care. He littered it. No one believed, not even Hoss believed me on that one, but I swear to God, I, I saw it. What the fuck? Oh, and the last thing, Hoss snores like a pig. Oh, well, that honestly, I, I clocked that from <laughs> just the way he was breathing on the way in. Um... He clearly has a deviated septum. We should get him some help I keep there. trying to tell him, but the doctors are very far away. Yes, and also I imagine, um, and I, I quell my delight, healthcare is very expensive <laughs> in the Empire. <laughs> yes, none of us are insured. We just kind of use natural medicine, mm. mushrooms, reishi, rose hips. Yes, yes, I hope that those are all properly identified. Ah... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, as you guys have kind of been like talking and drinking tea for, you know, maybe like half an hour, 45 mm -hmm. minutes, she starts to clear up the table and is like, well, I, sh I should probably go back to, um, you know, doing my bills, taking care of things, but I will see you tonight. That sounds lovely. And I bet someone else would benefit from a visit from you if you wanted to introduce yourself to anybody. Ah, yes, I think that that is a wonderful idea. Um, I... Uh, I have since I had I had ashed my uh, cigarette before coming in here, um, but I take it out of my pocket and toss it in my mouth and eat it, and then she lights it for you. <laughs> she lights it, and then As I, you're about to eat and it. I fully just go thank you, and then <laughs> bite into it, <laughs> and then walk straight out and A say thanks for the muffins. Um, and um, I guess I will head straight over to the. Um, 
Hmm. Do I? I guess I'll. You know what? I'll go. I'll keep going uh, clockwise, and I'll go to Gina's cottage. Great. As you walk past your tent and approach Gina's cottage, you can tell that it has been here for quite some time. Camille mentioned that she's been living here for almost 10, 15 years. You can tell that it's been painted over and over again, different colors, all with love. And it has a very well-established and lovingly lovingly tended to garden out front with gnomes, fat croaking frogs, spinning pinwheels. Um, You make your way up the porch steps and you're gonna look around, you're gonna knock on the door. Um, yeah, I guess first things first, I'll take a look around now that I'm, like, on the property pro- um, proper, so to speak. Um, sure. Why don't you give me um, an investigation roll? I will use... Plus sharp. I will use the Keegan die. Hopefully it will make Keegan up for my, <laughs> my minus one. Oh, not bad. Okay, so seven. So not great, but better than what it could have been. No worries. As you make your way up the porch steps, there's a lot of potted plants in the interior of like the wraparound porch. You see like cactuses, pothos, um, rhododendrons. You see like all different kinds of plants. Clearly she has a passion for growing plants. Mm -hmm. You see in the back of the porch, kind of around the corner of the house, that one or two of the pots have maybe been dropped or shattered somehow. There's like some shards of terracotta and beneath your feet, you see some spilled earth is like caught in the cracks of the old wooden boards. Mm. I, I put my hand on the hilt of my sick ass sword, which I forgot to mention I have on my <laughs> hilt. Oh yeah, no one else has. No one else is carrying weapons. No by one the else. Way. So yeah. I'm fully armed um, and just walking around. Um, and I knock on the door and go. Hello, I'm new in town, and I'm just trying to make some friends. Oh, hi. The door's open. Excellent. <laughs> I <laughs> I uh, kick it in as lightly as I can. I'm not very strong, so I just kind of like push and kick um, and step right into the house and go, Greetings, I'm fine. <laughs> it swings open and smacks <laughs> against the door. It was like really open. Oh, no. Um <laughs> Gina's home is really nice. Um, if it's a bit sparser than the outside, maybe, there's a live, laugh, love sign over the door. There's a knit blanket hanging over the side of the couch. And Gina, a human woman, appears to be working on a loaf of bread in the kitchen. Uh, she's kneading bread on the counter. She's got blonde bangs that frame her face, which is a little bit of a sad face. You see that this woman looks maybe a little bit tired or a little preoccupied as she's hammering away at dough she goes oh hi fa you said yes yes uh, and and you're gina I... yeah it's nice to meet you i'm sorry you call me being all barefoot contessa welcome to Scumside. are you all settled in Ah, uh, yes, I have an incredible mansion already set up back over there. Oh, the tent? Yes, the tent. It is very Quite delightful. Quite the digs. Mm. And she kind of uh, smacks the flower off of her hand, and she walks around, and she takes a little package off of the counter and hands it to you. It's a soft, squeezable package, and it's wrapped in brown paper and string. Hmm... Uh, well, go ahead. You can open it. It's just a present. Oh, you Looks know, like a housewarming welcoming gift. A present. I've never, I've never received anything. No one's ever given you a present. I got a muffin earlier today, which was delicious, but I didn't think of that as a. Those gift. are from the store. Really, I had no idea. Um, I <laughs> open up the <laughs> gift. <laughs> um, it's a scarf. It matches your colors. It's dark maroon and black. 
obviously Gina has maybe talked to Haas and found out like what your colors were before. You remember Haas asking you like what your colors are? You're like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, and it looks like it's hand knitted. I knit them myself. It's a bit of a hobby to pass the time. Wow, you are truly gifted. There is, there's madness in these stitches. Um, this I hmm. Just love. Just love. Just love. No madness. Yeah, I grit my teeth in the best <laughs> smile I could do. Um, I put it on. Um, oh my god, it I looks look? amazing. Oh wow, thank uh, you. You're lucky I got air conditioning in in here because it's sweltering outside. Yeah, I don't know why a, a scarf is on. Ooh, actually, a scarf is the perfect chaotic, cool gift for someone as they enter in a very hot season. Brilliant, thank you. Oh, I just knit them year round and figure people will break them out as they as they need. Ah, yes, and I need now. <laughs> I tighten <Good>. the scarf. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so I am, you know, I just spoke with Gina, just settling in, wanted to pop by and introduce myself. You spoke with Camille. I'm oh, Gina. yes, right. <laughs> I spoke with Camille, and I wanted to just go around and introduce myself. That's so nice. Hey, listen, um, I'm sort of a little bit busy. I got bread on my hands, and I'm working with a timer, but I, I could see you later tonight at the shindig. I bet the Chucks would really appreciate a visit right now. Oh, I'm glad, you know, I don't want to stay in your air for too long. Um, will this delicious bread you're making be there tonight? Oh, absolutely. I love to bring a loaf when someone new comes to town. Well, I can't wait to see it. I love buns. <laughs> and then I, <laughs> I exit. <laughs> As you back out of the doorway, um, the heel of your foot kind of kicks against like a box that is by the door. It looks like there's like a pile of boxes. Um, you see like maybe, you can't assume, but maybe some men's clothing sticking out of the top of one. Seems like maybe Gina is like packing up a man's things and that is why her home is looking so empty right now ah mm. uh, bye all right sadly um, waving <laughs> i i look very long at the, the box as i okay. exit um and then i head straight uh you know i continue my clockwise my rotation Great. so you're going to chuck's trailer mm-hmm as you round the bend of Gina's cottage, the lovely scent of roses and big swollen hydrangeas filling your nostrils, you see a trailer. The trailer is bright steel. There's a small window, uh, but there are curtains drawn across right now. You see outside there's a small workbench. It looks like there's a box of tools, maybe some dirty rags, like someone's working on some like handy stuff out here. They've clearly got some kind of wood-burning fire inside because smoke is spilling out of a little metal chimney flap, and it smells a little bit like flapjacks. Mmm. I uh, give a little rap on the door and go, What's cooking, good looking? (laughs) Come on in! Uh, yes, I figured that would actually probably go this way. Uh, I open the door. What do I see in here? The outside of the trailer was plain, but the inside is bonkers to you. <laughs> it's like an airstream in our world. A tiny kitchenette, minimal seating, a folding door that you assume leads to a small bedroom. But the walls and all of the flat surfaces are absolutely covered in clocks. Clocks of all kinds. 
big, small, there's grandfather clocks, clocks that are half apart, clocks that are putting together, clocks that look like cats whose tails and eyes waggle, cuckoo clocks, even big sundials made of stone, and you see a human man in suspenders and a flannel is making pancakes in the kitchen, and he looks happy to see you. Oh, hello. Uh, you must be the new scum. I mean, the new person. Sorry, was that rude? It's just what we call it, but it probably sounded rude. I'm Chuck. Nice to meet you, Chuck. Scum is actually, like, my surname, so that's fine. Um... That is such yes. a coincidence that you would come to Scumside when your last name is Scum. Does Haas know that? Uh, no, I I didn't tell. I didn't want to, you know, big, make a thing of it. I won't I won't make a big thing of it. I can see how that people would bring it up over and over again. Sometimes yes. people make jokes. I actually kind of get that I get that sometimes, too, with my name. Oh, yeah. Chuck, what is your, what's your full name, then? Oh, my name's just Chuck. It's just that, um, and he points, and you see out of the bedroom comes another human man. And this man is much taller and broader than the wiry, slouching Chuck. He's got a thick beard, strong, dark eyebrows. Looks like he does a lot of manual labor. He's got kind of a greasy shirt on. He goes, new scum! Welcome! I'm Chuck! This is the vibe I was looking for. What's up, Chuck? I fucking love this. Two Chucks, that's insanity. You must drive people crazy. You see, they both go, actually. And as you're talking, you're very alarmed to see a long, scaly gator come plodding out of the bedroom behind Chuck 2. And they go, this is Chuck 2. So, okay, to be clear, there are three Chucks. I'm Chuck, he's Chuck the gators chuck we met and we both had the same name chuck but then we just we thought we had to go along with it we actually didn't mean to adopt a gator either it just kind of came out of the scum and now it lives here wow this is <laughs> wow you see he tosses the gator a flapjack and it's absolutely like, <laughs> 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 it's it's like really alarming wow i mean to have it to one to have it as a pet two to keep it in the house is insane <laughs> he, he he comes and goes as he pleases you know he he goes to the scum he comes back we give him a bath he mucks up all the clock parts yes do you have any do you put a bell on him or something so that way people don't just walk in front of him he's free range but honestly he kind of he makes his presence known everyone knows he's here so Good. they kind of hey Camille didn't tell you that we let him shit all over the trailer right because we don't do that and sometimes she tells people that when they come here she says they let the gator shit all over the trailer we don't do that no, she did gossip quite a bit, but she did That's not Camille. say anything about the gator shit. So, I mean, but honestly, if you want to live in filth, I'm all about that. So go right ahead. No judgment. <laughs> They're both like kind of kindly nodding. <laughs> the house is not filthy at all. It looks great. Chuck the gator is like pristine. He looks like he's been washed very recently. And despite all of the clutter with the clocks and the parts all over, it's actually it's quite a cozy home. Um, you could tell they have a lot of love for each other. They're clearly husbands. They're both wearing rings. Um, and Chuck one, the one cooking flapjacks, mm -hmm. is very talkative and kind of engaging with you. While it seems like Chuck two is more of like an introvert. He's just kind of sitting on the floor, petting Chuck the Gator. <laughs> is there anything that I didn't view on a first looking in here that seems interesting? Besides, you know, I mean, obviously everything in here sounds crazy interesting <laughs> to someone who's never been in there like that, but is there anything that jumps out at me of, or like something broken Mostly or the clocks. You're yeah. just seeing that they're in all kind of... Um, all kind of states of assembly like it's clear that someone maybe like works on clocks here or something you could ask them about it yes um i i've noticed you have quite a few reminders of how long you have to live on this earth um 
Why, who, which one of you, are you collectors or perhaps craftsmen? Oh, right. Um, Chuck, too, speaks up from where he's sitting on the floor, petting Chuck the gator, and he goes, The clocks are actually Gidry's. He lives next door. Um, so he likes to live, like, under the stars and in a hammock, and clocks don't really like that because they're full of all kinds of gears and they need to be oiled and stuff. So, right. But it's his business, so we kind of, we let him work in here. I work with him sometimes on the clocks. And Chuck one doesn't really do that. He he does other stuff. We have a business together, too. Uh, we're actually from Meadowmead. And oh. uh, we moved out here after the wineries took off and rent prices started to skyrocket. Mm, yes. And so we, we shipped some moonshine back home and we repackage it up for rich people. Oh, brilliant. We love to fuck with rich people. Um, Just, uh, what does uh, Chuck One, I suppose I'll call you. <laughs> um, Chuck One, what do you like to spend your time doing? Do you just exclusively make heart-stopping bread cakes on the hot stove? Uh, yeah, I make breakfast every day. You're wow. well, you're welcome to come over. Mm. Um, Chuck One seems like a really sweet guy. Like he's just like a total hipster looking dude. He's got like a little handlebar mustache, <laughs> and he's like piling up a plate of pancakes for you and f- stuffing you full. And he's like, I mostly just um, you know, I work on making meat and the moonshine. I brew moonshine with Haas in his bathtub, and then we package that up. I work on that. We've got a plot in the garden. You, we like to go on hikes. You know, just I just kind of enjoy enjoy the area. You know, if if Gidry and and Chuck ever need help with the clocks, I'm happy to help them. But I'm I'm honestly not much use to them. Mm. I don't really have like a mechanical mind like Chuck and Gidry do. Wow, that's. Well, you know, I'll have to, I hope to try some of that delicious um, liqueur that you are preparing perhaps tonight. Absolutely. Hey, w- what do you do? Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? What brings you to Scumside? What do I do? Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what I don't do. I Always don't. Always a good place to start. I don't arson or murder or th- <laughs> or take things or smuggle or jaywalk good, good. or bribe. He's nodding. Or Jaywalking. He goes, hmm. I, I don't. I, I would never. Uh, I also don't bribe or extort or embezzle or, you know, lie or vandalize anything. And I've certainly never committed mail fraud or impersonated a government official or forgery, conspiracy, treason, public indecency, insider trading, and, of course, familiar napping. I definitely did not invent familiar napping. If anyone says, Fi, did you? That, that person was known for creating a business out of stealing people's familiars. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's a s- different fi, for sure. So I, Good you know, to know. I keep, my, I keep to myself. I, it's a and, great list of things to not do. Yes, Please I, don't nap Chuck the Gator. Um, mm. He bites, and he would eventually find his way home. Yes, he seems perhaps too big to do so. I mean, again, I wouldn't know. He's resistant to napping. He doesn't take naps at all. Right, yes. And I'm, of course, talking about sleeping and not kidnapping, but for pets. So, um, yeah, so I, you know, I keep to myself, and... Hmm, I guess I'm just trying to settle in to this world and find some new friends to keep me from dying. Well, good. Excellent. You seem like kind people, and I hope I didn't give you any sort of weird vibes. But everyone in this town seems to be kind of on the up and up anyways. No, you seem super normal. Honestly, it was really nice to get to meet you. And, you know, I hope that you stay in Scumside. I know it winds up not being for everyone, but... 
Hopefully we get you sent up with set up with more than a tent soon. Truly the amount of insanity I've seen in just like the two hours I've been here is enough to want me to spend every immortal moment I have here. Do you need like a pillow or anything? No, no, the the hard ground is perfect. I see you got I see you got your scarf. Gina knit you a scarf? Yes, she did. Chuck Two's got a scarf on too. He's oh, like, she makes me wear it even in the summer. Honestly, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, the best way to get a good workout is to put your body in extreme temperatures. It's good and to stress sweat. it out. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, I will. Uh, this, it was wonderful meeting all Chuck uh, Cubed. It was nice meeting all three of you. And Hey, we haven't heard that one before. Oh, well. Uh, Folks out here don't know math. Well, I guess I can't wait to teach them the evilest of subjects. <laughs> Um, anyways, um, yes, it was lovely to meet you. I can't wait to drink the booze tonight and See shoot tonight. the shit later. Um, and yeah, I guess You're I... bustled out of the door with, you know, much pats on the back, and they're waving out the front door, and Chuck the Gator is snapping his jaws at you. He wants a little pet. <laughs> I don't give the Gator a <laughs> I nod politely to the Gator. Um, I tip my very wide-brim hat, and I continue out. They seem respectful of the fact that not everyone likes to pet their Gator, although they do assure you that he doesn't bite. <laughs> Somehow I don't trust that. <laughs> Feels like he has two movements, and one is move, and the other is bite. But okay, sure. Um, so yeah, I guess I will go um, to. How do you pronounce the name? G- Gildry. Gidry. Gidry. I will. Yes. I will go to Gidry's sort of hammock hangout. Great. All right. You. Yeah. You exit the trailer and you walk past uh, the workbench that they have, which you see now is filled with gears and different clock parts, wrenches, hammers, parts that you don't even recognize. You head over to a small little corner of the commune. It's two trees. There's a hammock tied up in between them. Gidry's campsite is empty right now. It looks like most of his things are packed up or not there. So like maybe he's traveling or he works in town. A hammock stretched between the two trees and there's a little steel lockbox that is hanging open at the hinges. Inside looks to be like camping supplies. There's a little propane cook kit. There's a heavy duty flashlight. There's a folded up mosquito net. Hmm. Well, I love the feeling of mosquitoes on my skin, so I don't need that. But um, I guess I'll look in the box and see if there's anything else besides what you described. Yeah, you want to give me um, an investigate check just for the general area? Yes, I would love to. Again, I'm exclusively rolling for my low, one of my lower stats. <laughs> we'll uh, get to other stuff soon. <laughs> uh, that is an eight. Wonderful. All right, you see that there in the lockbox is pretty much it's just a it's a big flashlight, like the kind that you maybe might take out in the woods. There's one of those like little metal jars of propane kind of and like a tiny cook kit that folds out. It's got like um small set of plates and bowls and like a spork inside of it. Like, you can really tell that Gidry is actually kind of roughing it. Like he probably, mm. he doesn't have a house set up. He just likes to live outside, doesn't have a lot of personal belongings. You do see that there is a lantern hanging above Gidry's hammock. It's not lit right now, but you think that's kind of a strange place to have a lantern. So you wander over to look at it. And when you do, you see that it's because there is a book in the hammock. Gidry is reading at night and you see that the book is a nonfiction book and it's about diabetes oh well i you know i will respectfully um is there a page marked yes there actually is a page marked you let the book fall open i'm so glad you asked you let the book <laughs> fall open to where he's using an old tattered picture as a bookmark 
It's of Gina and then two kind of dorky-looking older dudes. One of them has their arm around Gina in kind of a more like romantic way, mm -hmm. thinking maybe this is Harold. Mm -hmm. And then it seems like maybe the other guy is Gidry since it's in this book. They look like they're at the top of a mountain. They look like tight friends who maybe went on a hike and took a picture at the top. Mmm, a devil's threesome, it seems. Um, I, um, I put that back. I don't want him to think that anyone was looking through his stuff or anything. Um, do I see any sort of tracks to see where he might have went before I, I leave this little area? Is there any sort of indication that he's actually, like like in, in the neighborhood or is it kind of just too difficult to kind of see anything you haven't seen him yet I mean it doesn't look like he's like packed up and left left mm. like his lockbox was sitting open like I said doesn't seem like he has a lot of belongings he's got like a knapsack that has some clothes but you also realize that you haven't seen him around so it's possible that maybe he like left the commune for the day like either had to run errands or maybe he's visiting with someone else you're not sure Okay. you could always go and ask someone else yeah I think that um, I will first take out um, a, I will take out a piece of paper and um, I will write a little note oh. um, with, it'll be <laughs> incredible, very like, I don't, I don't want to go through all the effort of pulling out what Infernal looks like from the <laughs> Baldur's Gate, but it is very, just like very fancy, almost medieval, like, uh -huh. um, and I'll just be like, greetings, my name is Fi, I'm new to town, and I just wanted to stop by and say hi. This ended up rhyming for this whole time, so I hope that you don't mind that it did. Anyways, I'll be at the party tonight, see you there, bye. Um, and then I sign it with a um, F, and then I put it... Um, uh, in the hammock, just like Perfect. casually. Yeah, the hammock's kind of folded over the way that hammocks do, so you can assume that he'll find it when he opens up his bed for the night. <laughs> I slip a note into his bed. Excellent. And then... Invasive. <laughs> invasive to do in a bed. Nothing invasive to do in a hammock. Weird. It's Yeah, it's truly the context of there just not being a roof really makes a huge yeah, difference. Yeah, it makes a difference. Um, I will, you know, I might as well continue my counterclockwise and go just to the druid's yurts because I'm sure that they will at least have some sort of semblance of an idea where he went. Wonderful. You pass Gidry's hammock and make your way over to these geodesic druid domes. You see one of the druids is sitting outside on a little bench. They've got long white hair, um, an angular face with a pointed nose, pristine white robes on, nary a grass mark, and they seem to just be listening to the birds. They've got their eyes closed. Um, I approach as quietly as I can. They're deep breathing. Um, I get as close to them as I can. Um, and then I just go, Hello! I'm Fi! It's nice to meet you! How is your meditation going? Without even opening their eyes, they go, Ah, hello. And you're Fi, you say? Yes, I immediately, this is like that moment, if a fiend tries to fuck with someone and then all of a sudden they're fine with it, he's like, they're like, wait, <laughs> kind no, of the wind out of their sails, <laughs> wait yeah. a minute, that's not how this is supposed to go. Uh, yes, uh, yes, I am fine, uh, and I am fine. Um, how are you and who are you? I, I noticed that you, there are, uh, you and your companions live in these beautiful um, geo huts. Yes, we live in these yurts. 
My siblings and I tend to the land here. We have lived on this soil for many, many generations. Our names are Saya, Vilden, and Grief. But it doesn't matter who is who, as we all look alike, and you'll never be able to tell us apart anyway. No one can, so you may call me whichever of these three names you like. Saya, Vilden, or Grief. Ah, uh, so... To be clear, there are three of you, there and... There are three of us. And... And we are Saya, Vildan, and Grief. Mm, I do a quick, um... <laughs> <laughs> I rearrange the letters of things quickly. <laughs> All you, right, you nothing suspicious there. You come up with Leiden, <laughs> Hace, uh... Refka, no, nothing really. I d- deeply at this point, I think that Fi is like, this could be a demon who's really <laughs> here to kill me. Yeah, um, you are very unnerved with mm. how like they've got a, a small smile, serene on their face the whole time. They look like they are truly unbothered by your presence. That's perfect. I love when people are unbothered by me. Um, I try and hide the spite from my voice. Um, do I, like, perceive any other presences nearby? Like, does it actually seem like there are three of these people? Or is it, is this person fucking with me and saying, there's three of us, don't worry, (laughs) (laughs) you don't ever have to see the other two. I just want to see if I hear anything else. Yeah, um, why don't you give me yet another investigation role as you're looking around at the other huts? I'm incredibly paranoid, but really, really bad at (laughs) learning whether or not I'm safe. And that is a six. Yeah, you look around um, and you see that it looks like there are lights on in the other cabins. Um, It looks like there are lights on in the other yurts. And uh, Saya filled in or grief um, cracks open one eye, sees you looking around and goes, My siblings are inside. They are doing ceremonial meditation during the afternoon we thank the sun for its gifts and listen to the birds and in between we rest or tend to the gardens i'm sure you'll have the opportunity to meet them at another time as well excellent i very much believe that this is the scenario you're describing to me um i would love to know more about this garden that you tend to i i passed it on my way in and i was i was stunned i've never seen such delightful verdant what are they called vegetables why don't you give me a manipulation role since you are complimenting their garden I'm going to say you get a plus one, too, because you can kind of tell that uh, maybe complimenting or speaking about the earth is really the only thing this person is at all interested in. They have Mm. neglected to ask you a single question, have not used your name since the first time. (laughs) Yeah, since I introduced. (laughs) And this is so I get plus two and then I'm getting a plus one on top of this because I compliment. Cool. Not great. Uh, Five plus two is seven plus one is eight. All right. Ah, yes, our pride and joy. Um, I'm afraid it has seen better states. It is a little 
untidy in certain spots right now. And it, it's hard for you to tell because it's a very um, kind of impassive, airy person. But that's the first time that you've heard them at all speak like negatively about anything. Yeah. They kind of glance over at the garden and they look maybe like a little, like they're brushing off a small bit of irritation. And go, But it is worth all of the pain and chaos to eventually be rewarded with a great bounty from Mother Earth herself. I have truly never heard more true words said. I fully agree with you. Nothing but pain and chaos that make the world go round, and I love that. That is not what I meant. I, yes, uh, loosely, <laughs> I, you know how, paraphrasing. Um, so, um, you know, I, I'm so sorry to hear that the garden is... You know what? First and foremost, it looks great, so it doesn't show at all. Thank you. Um, and then I guess the the second thing I wanted to say is that like, has you know, is there anything I could be doing to to assist further, or is there anyone who uh, I don't know, is there um, is there anything that people have done perhaps that would cause it to be bad? You know, should I should I avoid or try doing anything? Or? Well, it's very important to make sure that you are planting the right things. Certain vegetables do not like each other. Certain weeds, even spices and herbs, can be invasive towards other plants. Nature is a very delicate balance, and so it's important to me that everything is of order over there. If you need any help organizing your vegetable garden at all, should you deign to take over a plot, please do consult us because we would like to avoid any poor seasons of crops. One hundo P. I would never do any sort of planting without talking to you guys first. It really feels like you would know best about what would be going on here, yes. Yes. Um, they've kind of closed their eyes and seem like they're like tuning you out a little bit. <laughs> well, it was a pleasure to meet you. And I um, will. Uh, final question, then I will leave you alone. I'm so sorry. Um, will we be enjoying any of the vegetables tonight? At the, at the, you know, the, the, uh, there was going to be a barbecue, I heard. Or is this more of a little tent to it? No, the vegetables are for the commune. We share with everyone. It's the reason why we tend to them. It's, we have great feasts here, plant-based. Mm, yes, I'm the least suffering involved, my favorite. I'm sure, yes, we have no livestock or animals here. Occasionally we might eat some roadkill that isn't too gone off, but mm. other than that, we just really eat the, the fruits and the vegetables and the berries. Um, you will not see me or my siblings tonight as we rise very early and so we don't stay up partying and drinking with the other folks. But please do let me know how you find the rutabaga. I certainly will. Um, <laughs> you guys have like exact same but opposite, opposite energy goodness. like really matched. <laughs> um, and I moonwalk out of there. Sick. <laughs> they open one eye and kind of watch. <laughs> Um, I guess then I will... How much time would you say until the actual, like, banquet tonight? You're starting to see a Camille is coming out of uh, Haas's place. She's got, like, some, um, 
pot holders in her hands and is kind of bringing out like some potluck meals. You see Gina's outside. She looks like she's got kind of like a new outfit on and she's maybe like fiddling with her doorknob. You seem like maybe in, you know, a couple minutes, it seems like people are going to start to gather in the middle of um, the commune itself. There's some benches on like laid on a bed of hay. There's like a little fire pit. It looks like kind of an area where people like hang out at night. Mm. I I guess then I will just, you know, get ready and prepare myself for the night. Sounds Smoke good. Smoke as many of my um, Veridontis slims as I possibly can in the time, and then I will eat them and follow suit. Fi, as the sun starts to trade places with an early afternoon moon, um, you see people starting to gather outside, and it seems like that welcoming party is maybe happening. You make your way to the center of the commune, and you see that Scumside starts to be lit up like a proper campground. Some lanterns get lit, and someone is lighting up a fire. There's a few picnic tables that are filled with potluck dishes. You see Haas um, kind of over by his house in your tent. He's in a thin white tank top. He's grilling up steaks. And you can see a good amount of your neighbors milling about and chatting with each other. There are hellos and welcomes from the people you've already met. And soon they're piling you up a plate high with food. You don't see the druids, as they mentioned. Uh, you watch as um, Sayafeld and Orgrief uh, kind of uh, turns in for the afternoon and goes inside their dome. And you do see one more man uh, who, while you've been talking to uh, Syafield and Orgrieve, must have come in uh, through the main entrance. You assume that this is probably Gidrin. He's back for the day. Who do you talk to? What do you do? I guess I will go um, straight to my boy G, who I have not yet spoken to. Um, I will be like, ah, friend, neighbor. I left you a note trying to meet you earlier. Oh, Hi. It's nice to meet you. I'm Gidry. You must be Fi. Yes, that is me. I'm Fi. Fee Fi Fo Fum, my friend. I actually did get your note, and thanks for leaving. I'm glad you stopped by my campsite and saw what I got going on. I'm sorry I didn't get to, um, you know, introduce you or say hi. I was a bit busy this day. Ah, yes. Well, the perfect time to do it here at this barbecue. Um, what were you doing today? Oh, well, um, uh, you met the Chucks, right? Right, right. Chuck Cubed, as I've, I've donned them. That's a great name for them. We should really start telling people they're Chuck Cubed. I love it. Yes. Oh, well, I don't know if they told you, but um, uh, I sell clocks. I, I kind of journey around, and someone comes and picks me up outside of town, and then I, I go up and down the coast, and I sell clocks to people. I've got a few interested buyers, you know, buy my more expensive things. So I leave the campsite sometimes during the day and do a little trip and make a little bit of money and then bring it all back here. Wow. You are quite the entrepreneur. I, I myself am a huge fan of money, so that is wonderful to see someone working so hard. I consider myself more of a craftsman. I mean, if I didn't have to sell them, I wouldn't. I'd, ke- I'd keep everyone. The, the loves of my life. They're like my babies. I love to put all my energy and time and focus really into a clock, making it tick, making sure every second's right on the dot. It's fascinating. I can tell I'm boring you. No, never. I also agree that time passing is fascinating. Um, then, um, and the ones that are in Chuck Cube's, um, paddy wagon, those are, they're, they're under repair, or are they just ones you've kept because you love them so much? Oh, well, um, uh, they're kind of all under repair right now, if I'm being totally honest. I've actually... 
I've been having kind of a weird trouble with them lately. Ah, what kind of trouble? Uh, some mechanical seems like you'd be proficient in. What else could it be? Nah, I've been doing it for years. I've never seen a problem like this before. It's kind of, I think it's got to do more with, um, the moon. Has anyone, has anyone mentioned the moon to you? No, for some reason, the moon has not come up at all in my conversations today. Um, Fi, you look up, and as the sun is starting to set and the moon is rising high above, you see that it is a delicious, heavy, round at every corner, yellow, low-hanging full moon. The kind of moon you could reach out and grab. It's so close, it almost looks like it's about to crash into the earth. This is like... A harvest moon. This is a full ass moon. Damn. And Gidry kind of leans in and goes, Beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, man. I'd totally fuck that moon if I could. Beautiful. Wow. Well, uh, it's nice, except for the fact that I'm in, well, I'm going to kind of lower my voice here because people seem to be very excited about it. Uh, like it's a reason for celebration, but the thing is, it's giving me a bit of trouble. The moon has been. F- Full for a week. Hmm. Would have I? Would I have noticed that? Has did it seem no. like it was full? Okay. No, hundred percent. And actually, as you're thinking about it, you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Actually, <laughs> the full moon was a week ago, and now it is should be like about a crescent almost. It should be waning towards mm. a new moon, but it is not. It is a full moon. Wow. It is so for. For a week now, it's been like this, huh? Yeah, and so, um, you know, people here have been nature-obsessed. They, they've kind of seen it as, like, a blessing. We've been, like, getting wasted every night and, like, think, thanking Shantaya for the for another night of the full moon. The druids are really into it. They love it. They're just talking about the moon all day, every day. All right, listen to me, man. Huh? Listen. Uh-huh. That, do you feel like that is a good vibe? Do you feel like everything that you just said is sounds normal and good? You well, seemed worried about the moon. No, the thing is I'm worried is because it's making my clock skip. I can't sell a dang clock because uh, they skip. They, they get to 12 and then they, they do a little jolt and then they get off. Mm. And you said seven days ago, and you know... Yes, it's been about a week. Um, was anything else happening funny seven days ago, my friend? Hmm. Well, yeah. Oh, I hate to do this at the barbecue. It's kind of a, it's kind of a sad conversation. Maybe we should go uh, get some food and maybe talk, talk somewhere a little bit further away. And you see, it kind of looks at where some people are eating next to you. Gina is sitting at the end of the table that you're in. The Chucks are chatting a bit with her, but Gidry is sort of nervously looking towards her as if he doesn't really want to talk about this around her. Um, I give him a nod, kind of a, a knowing nod of uh, as much as I can convey that um, I am familiar with the vagueness of the, mm-hmm. like the sum of the scenario. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um do, well, I wouldn't want to draw any attention. You know, no, I, let's just, enjoy the feast. We could just go over by the fireside and talk. I just mean I don't don't want to do right here. Right, right. You know what? I I love hot. So yes, let's go to the fire. <laughs> I'm at my best when I am sticky. So yes. Uh, Feels nice, doesn't it? Mm. He's putting his hands out. It's still like 77 degrees, high humidity, like not at all time for a fire. But it is keeping some of the mosquitoes away. Mm. <laughs> it's a shame about these mosquitoes. They're not coming anywhere near me. Oh, yeah, blasted things. I got sleep ripped up in a net because of them. 
Oh wow! Uh, and they have they been worse any time recently, or are they just no? It's just, just the area. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I guess you know they're bad by by here on our on my end uh, because I guess we're kind of closer to the lake. Like they're not so bad near ha- near Hoss's place. Mm. Yeah, I guess, that makes sense. You know, I I've many experiences with mud and bogs and filth. Um, so I'm glad because it's an it's a nasty lake. Honestly, it's more of a pond or a swamp or a marsh. Well, is it is it dangerous in any way? Has anything bad happened near the marsh? Now that we're you know we're not by the table, you don't have to worry about <laughs> saying anything uncouth. Ah, uh, now I honestly don't think many people go over there. I think pretty much you know we've all maybe walked over there once when we first got here and thought, wow, what a dump. And then we just come back here. Mm. You know, it's it's said to not have really a swimming hole or a drinking hole or even really a looking hole because it doesn't look very nice either. And but the, dr- the fresh air is good, so. Right, right. And the druids are fine with the level, the quality of it. They're not upset or anything. Yeah, right? no, it's just kind of been reclaimed by nature. They they don't really uh, clear things. They just kind of accept things as it as it comes. The real thing that they. they tend to is the, is the vegetable patch. Mm, yes, they seem to be very, very interested in the vegetable patch. Oh, yeah, they're big farmers, they are. Ah, yes. Um, well, uh, this has been enlightening, but um, right. tell me. You um, were asking about the moon. Yes, the moon and um, perhaps the fate of Howard. You see Gedry, uh, a sweet older man, by the way. I don't know if I uh, described him, but he's bald. He's got glasses on. He's pretty short and rotund. Um, just kind of looks like he's maybe in like his 60s or 70s. Just like a nice old man. And um, he looks pretty sad. And he goes, yeah, uh, so the man whose place you took, Harold, he was my friend. We were friends for a long time, me and Harold. We moved here about the same time. Uh, only about five years ago, but it feels like a long time ago. And you know, he met Gina, and they kicked it off right away. And he really settled in. Like I thought he was doing well. I thought he was doing great. And then just boom, a week ago, poof, he's gone. About a week ago, huh? And he and Gina were thick as thieves. They they weren't having problems. They weren't fighting. Nothing. The only thing really is that um, Howard wasn't doing so well. I think. Uh, health-wise. Mm. Well, when you say health-wise, was it, um, wh- wh- in what way was he? He had diabetes. Oh, and, um, <clears throat> pardon me asking, but I had noticed when I left that note that you yourself were reading up on it, were you? Right, right, well, I was trying to learn up on it a little bit. Um, I wanted to support him. I wanted to make sure I had, like, a you know, juice box or something he could drink if he wasn't feeling good, um... You know, it, it affected Harold. It really did. It made him act odd sometimes. He'd get kind of angry or glum when he was hungry or when he'd been going a long time. And uh, he'd have to leave Scumside, you know, about every month for doctor's appointments. But it, as sick as he was, he was still managing. And we, we were all here to support him. I thought the air and the fresh vegetables were helping it's weird that he left, but part of me thinks maybe he just, he didn't want to burden Gina, getting sicker as he got older. Ah, uh, yes, sometimes people are, uh, kind, as they say, and they don't, they want to spare pain. I am not such a person. Um, I am curious, um, 
You said uh, he'd and he'd lived here for quite some uh, a few years. You said five years. Five years. Yes, five about years, as long okay. as I. He so he got here and he actually lived in the plot that you're in now. And right. then he and Gina met and they hit it off. Gosh, I think they must have moved in together like six months after they met. Wow, moving yeah, fast. Yeah, been together ever since. And then you he know, just ditched. All the people find each other. We fall in love fast because we've had time to practice. Ah, oh, wow. Have you had practice, Fi? Have I had practice? <laughs> well, you're yes, laughing. Yes, I have. It has been quite a practicing time in my life. Um, I... Mm, it's hard to say. At most, you know, my friend, I, and I feel like I can call you friend. Um, I have a feeling that, you know, he, sometimes chaotic things just happen. And oh, perhaps weird he, timing. Yeah, he, perhaps he just felt the moon hit him in a way. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's a shame about the diabetes. Yeah, terrible, terrible. I hope that, the, you know, again, this imperial healthcare is so expensive. Yeah, <laughs> I, ho- I just hope he's okay, wherever he is, and, you know, I- not that I want you to leave. I'm sure they wouldn't make you anyway, since he leaves with Gina. I'm sure they'd, you know, flex the rules if he came back. But I do hope he came back, because Gina's just been a... She's been a mess. Uh, I mean, she's weeping all over the place, and I can't blame her. They were so in love. Yeah, it's only been a week. That's, you know, it's hard to get over that fast. She's been knitting scarves out the wazoo. Yes, as you can see, uh, some of her handiwork right here. She started that, like, right before you came. I mean, it must still... Smell a herald stuff, and you yeah. see he looks he looks a little sad, like he's tearing <laughs> up a little bit, glancing at Gina, concerned for her, worried about his friend. Um, let me just. Yeah, is there anyone else that you want to talk to? Anything you want to ask anyone? Um, I guess I will turn toward. I will pat him on the shoulder, and um, I, thank you for such. Um, the, the goss. Um, and I, um, I will do my best not to leave abruptly in the middle of the night like Harold. I think that would be best. Yes. Well, I'm going to see if Hoss has got a, a steak maybe for me. I think he's cracking open the bottle on that moonshine. A steak, you say? Do you mean a literal steak or do you mean some sort of vegetable alternative? Yeah, cauliflower steak. Oh, okay, yes, okay, just had to check, uh... Uh, yes, I heard that they did that here. Mm. Okay, so, um, yeah, I, he goes and joins the group, <laughs> and I, I think I would like to turn to everyone and, um, like, raise a glass and ding, 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 ding. Yeah, you hear hooting and hollering. It seems like people are, you know, the sun's setting, fireflies are coming out. You can smell that, indeed, the uh, cap was cracked off of that moonshine. It's getting passed around a little bit. The chucks are breaking open some mead. People are a little rowdy. Here's some, yeah, some clapping from Chuck too as you come up. Yes. A snap of the jaws from Chuck the Gator. Yes, Chuck the Gator. Camille I see Chuck whistles. the Gator is here. Very good. Uh, friends, countrymen, new neighbors. Thank you so much for greeting me and bringing me into this lovely little commune that you have. I You're ju- welcome. Yes, uh, yes. I encourage people to interrupt me. It's very fun. <laughs> um, I l- wanted to say that I would, l- I would like to extend my thanks and offer my help in any way to make your lives easier. Um, so th- yes, so th- thank you for welcoming me and and uh, a toast to. Uh, um, 
uh, many moons of fun. When you see many moons of fun, um, I want you to, um, I'm going to say so that you don't have to keep rolling sharp, even though this is you kind of um, investigating the crowd around you. I'm going to say roll plus charm so that you can see um, what kind of effect that has on everyone around you. Okay. I will change my die again. It means nothing, but it it will be fun. Uh, Double sixes, baby. That's a full 12. All right, you get the read on the folks. Give me the the tea. <laughs> First, you look at Gidry. He looks like he um is is nodding. He's applauding along. Your thing. He's like, yeah, all right. Thanks for the offer of help. Um, he looks a little bit concerned about the moon. Of course, the talk that you guys just had. You know that it is uh, impacting his finances, his career. So. Mm. He's, of course, worried a little bit about it. Um, you look over at Camille and Haas, and they seem like they don't, like, notice anything. They're gossiping together and drinking a little. You can tell Haas is kind of, like, loosen up a little bit as he gets drunk. Mm. The Chucks also look mainly oblivious to what you're saying. Um, and then finally, you look at Gina, and Gina looks shocked that you have said that. And then she looks sad that you've said that and then she looks a little embarrassed and you see her eyes kind of cut towards her cottage as if she's maybe like thinking of irish exiting Mm. like she seems like she's maybe about to get up and go um as you know everyone takes their sip or uh, yeah they start cheering um welcome fire um i don't get a cauliflower steak (laughs) Take yes, a sip of this. I'll get right on that. Um, <laughs> I am not sipping anything, or you know, I'm putting everything to my lips and everything. Uh, but but you I'm, don't drink. But I'm not drinking. Okay, good to know. Um, and I kind of he's chugging. Uh, yeah, they're, ooh, they're look, chugging. Uh, look at me go! Uh, <laughs> and then I'm like toss it behind my back. Um, I like su- slide over to Gina. Gina, Gina, Gina. It is, um, uh, you know, it is so wonderful to be able to wear this scarf. Uh, oh, uh, hi. This, it's, you've done wonderful work, and I just wanted to come over and thank you again. You look nice. It's cool enough for right now. It is, it is. Tis the season, Gina. Um, is l- it? It is. <laughs> Would you like to take a walk to the fire with me? Oh, I was getting, I was getting kind of tired. I was thinking of maybe just... Calling it a night, heading back, having a glass of hot cocoa, and hitting the pillow. Well, that sounds lovely. Um, and I would love to join you, and I would like to use my mental domination. Ooh, yeah. Ex- what, what do I do? <laughs> um, you, when you exert your gaze over a humanoid, roll plus charm. On a ten, hold three. Seven through nine, hold one. Um, <clears throat> Great. So I'm just Go trying to, it. yeah, I'm just trying to, I guess. Yeah, manipulate her into letting you enter her home. (laughs) Um, That is, again, double sixes. So that is a 12. She goes, I wouldn't mind getting walked home. Yes, I will walk you home. All Um, right, I'll put a pot of tea on. We can sober up a little bit. Yes, I am so wasted. Um, (laughs) I um, give a little uh, tip of my hat to everyone at the table and be like, I'll be right back. Keep the moonshine hot for me. Um, (laughs) And I follow after her. As you guys approach her cottage, um, she's looking up at the moon kind of um, thoughtfully 
um, solemnly, mm. and she kind of trudges up on her porch. As you are going past these broken pots, give me one more investigation check since you're seeing it for a second time. <laughs> Double ones. <laughs> I could not have asked for a better response from my dice. Um, you straight up kick over another plant. She goes, oh, careful. Oh, my bad. Um, listen, you're not going to worry about that at all. Um, and okay. one of, I, I, I basically can give her an order. I have, wow. you spent, you may spend, um, your hold to give them an order. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just like, you're not going to worry about that. We're like best friends already. Yeah, we're kind of getting along, yeah. Yes, I think we have a lot in common. We um, do. Let's, let's... You were wearing a scarf? I knit it? Yes, and I That's love so it. Much. And I... And I love it too. Yes, but this is definitely bonding. Why don't we go inside and have that tea you were saying? All right, I was saying hot cocoa. You want some? I got mini marshmallows. Uh, sure, that sounds <laughs> lovely. <laughs> she starts really hitting you with the mini marshmallows. Oh my god, they're so small and fluffy, disgusting. Um, She goes through a ritual that you can see she probably does a lot. She's got like a little lazy Susan. It's got vanilla syrup on it. It's got cinnamon. It's got um, Ghirardelli cocoa powder. Mm. Um, she's really pulling out all the stops. You could tell that this, you know, she's got her life settled. She's been here for a long time. She's got her comforts with her and her routines. And she starts, you know, by handing you a cup of steaming hot, delicious cocoa. Mm, I, um, I know how hot it is, and I clamp it in my hands, allowing it to burn me a little. So did you have a nice first day? Yes, it was lovely. I saw the outhouse, and I met everyone, and... Everyone seems fantastic. I have no negative notes about anyone. Oh, yeah, they're real great. Yeah, you like everyone in town as well? Yeah, I get along with basically everyone. Well, everyone gets along with me. Well, that's really nice to hear. I have anything to complain about. Yes, and listen, I just wanted to say I'm so sorry what happened. I was told by... Um, well, several people, if I'm being honest, about the situation that occurred, and I just wanted to say that I'm sorry, and if there's, if you need anything, I am here. Gina goes, Yes, yes. And tears just start streaming down her cheeks, and she goes, It's so hard. It's just hard without him. Uh, it's He's been, I got used to him. He'd shovel the snow when it snowed, and he'd cut down the grass when it needed mowing. And uh, I just yes. I don't know what I'm going to do without him. Of course. I mean, who could ever cut grass or clear snow from driveways? Um, Gina... I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> very hard. <laughs> I'm definitely very sad. She's so sad that any kind of like you pat her on her shoulder and she's like sinking even lower into your arms, like getting your scarf all wet, like <laughs> sobbing. She's got hot cocoa on the corner of her mouth. She's like a real mess. Oh yes, yes. Go. It's okay. Yes, yes, Gina. I listen. I would like for you to tell me a bit about Harold. I had heard that Harold loved to go on moon trips when the moon would come around. He would leave for a time 
and, you know, he wasn't feeling well often. I would love if you could just tell me the exact nature of that illness. Um, and I'm going to use, because I get plus three hold because I rolled uh-huh. over ten. So I'm going to use my second hold to essentially be like, tell me what the fuck is the deal with your fucking husband. All right. Wow. I did not expect this roll. <laughs> The 12, really? It was the one good time I rolled. <laughs> Thank you, Dice. Um, Gina looks at you and she goes, Harold was real sick. I saw you talking to Gidry, but uh, Harold, he didn't have diabetes. What? No. It wasn't a disease of the blood. Oh, well, it was, but it was, it was... Lycanthropy! Holy God, I am so sorry. What a terrible, (laughs) terrible disease. Ah. It's awful. Yes. And we were managing it. It was okay. We had our routines. Mm -hmm. Everyone just thought Harold had diabetes. And he would leave when the moon was full. And he would go into the woods. And he would just go and stay in his little spot that we had. And I would sometimes go... You know, go leave him food or leave him water by the trail. And, well, this this month it was a little different because he went out and the next day he didn't come back. And I just thought, oh, maybe he had, I don't know, ran real far and, and had to hike back. I don't know. But then night started to fall again and the full moon came out again. And Harold, he's... He's been coming out at night. He's been scratching at my door. And I I can't let him in. I've surrounded the property in Wolfsbane. I've been growing it in the community garden. The place is overrun with it. I feel so bad keeping him away, but I don't want Haas to shoot him. Yes, that would definitely be bad. Um, But he's confused. He's just crying. I don't think he's been into his human form in over a week. I'm scared about what's going to happen to him mentally. Yeah, I can imagine being a wolf for about seven days is pretty taxing on the conscious mind. It's hard for him, especially now that he's older. It's a lot to be running around the woods. He's got a bad knee. Oh, wow. And they use all... All four of them when they run around like wolves. Oh, you're right. He has extra knees. I wonder if more hurt when he's a wolf if he's got two bad knees as a wolf. <laughs> yes, it would be horrible if they multiplied as he changed. Um, listen, That'd just be horrible. Listen, some friendly advice. I spoke with the druids. They're not really fond of the whole planting in the garden thing. Did you know that? Well, the druids. No, I I don't know. They're they're fine to me, I think, and fine to Harold. I mean, I've just been racking my brain trying to think. Harold was real sweet. He got along with everyone, but the thing is, he could be really kind of oblivious. Like, if he pissed someone off, he wouldn't know, and he wouldn't know to tell me either. Poor guy. Well, and, you know, just to clarify, I imagine the broken pots that have come through was him trying to get yeah, to you. Yeah, he was scratching up against my dorm, and that's why if you look outside, she points out of her window, you kind of go and you peer at the hydrangea and rose bushes, and from this side, looking out her window 
past um, you know her porch you can see that behind the hydrangea and the rose bushes there is kind of like an insular hedge built of wolfsbane which is um, a tall flowering plant it's got a long green stalk kind of like a tube and then purple bell-like flowers that uh, droop down in clusters she goes I had to you know uh, take it from the garden and put more over here trying to keep him away at night he's just confused he doesn't know why I'm missing I went out in the woods and I I tried to talk to him a little bit but I I don't even know if I got through to him I'm just getting so worried without him Mr. Fye I can only imagine how how painful this is for you <laughs> well um listen hmm I, you, you also think it's weird and not normal that the moon has stayed out for seven days, correct? You're, you're like, that is wrong yeah, of no, nature. Yeah, no, it's for sure causing it. I uh-huh. just, I don't know, you know, uh, Gidry was saying that maybe it's like a, maybe it's some kind of like magical um, glitch or some kind of weird once in a lifetime, like global climate event. I don't know. I don't know what could cause it. Mm, yes. I would like to um, use magic to see if I think anyone is watching us. Like, kind of, like, I guess, like, throw my mind out and try and sense other presences. Yes, roll plus weird. Yes, I shall be very weird. These two have done the same. Okay, nine, and then I add three to weird, so that is a a dirty 12. You close your eyes sitting at Gina's kitchen table and you breathe deep, expanding your senses beyond. You feel like the remnants of like a chaotic animal energy on the porch, like a frantic confusion and love. You pour out a little bit farther. You feel a lot of like merriment around the fire. Um, and then you uh, you push your awareness out a little bit further and you feel three presences you assume in those geodesic tents um and they feel very um, peaceful and calm and meditative you're thinking that probably no one's watching you right now everyone seems like they're up to their own thing the partiers are partying and the druids are druiding okay i look her in the eyes what are you doing why are you breathing deep like that well sometimes i just need to take a moment to kind of feel feelings you know as you described very sad scenario and i just want to pay respect to the emotion of it of course (laughs) um listen gina I, I love the way you say my name. Yes, it comes out of my mouth it's like... It's right through your teeth. Mm, yes, like a cauliflower steak. Um, listen. Oh, I missed those. Yes, don't worry. I'm sure they save plenty. Cauliflower grow like fucking crazy. Listen, the druids, they are the most powerful magic users in this village. I assume they have a connection with nature. Yeah, okay. yeah, I think that's what they got going on for them. And they're fine with the moon, correct? Oh, I, they think it's like a... They think it's like some kind of, like, gift. Like, maybe, uh, you know, the moon is smiling down on them. Like it's a, a blessing from the earth. Like a once-in-a-lifetime. Like, uh, the crops are blossoming and the vegetables are growing really fast. Even my wolfsbane is, like, sprouting like crazy. So they're, they're into it, I think. Yes. Okay. So, again, follow my logic here. Uh-huh. They really like the moon. Uh-huh. 
and your husband can't uh-huh. be around when there is a moon. Uh-huh. So it kind of, it doesn't it seem like there's an incentive for them to keep the moon mooning for longer? I don't see the connection. Gina just bursts into tears again. You were getting the feeling like maybe she has reached a capacity of emotion where she's not going to be like extremely helpful. Like she seems more like stressed about it. And as she's crying about it and really kind of unable to follow what you were saying, she's Mm. like, I'm I'm telling you, fine. If it's not, if Harold doesn't come back soon, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to let him turn me. Oh, I um, am not going to discourage you from doing that. That sounds fucking crazy. Um, And I No, listen, Gina, so long as you don't die, would you die in the process, do you think? Well, no, but we just, if the moon never went away, we'd just be lost to our animal frenzy forever and never have a consciousness back. Mm, you know, kinky. it's a myth that you come out of it during the day. It's the, it's a whole 24-7 thing, so, 24 hours thing, so. Sam. But <laughs> if that's brutal. the only way I can be with my Herald, then I'll do it. I'm prepared. Tomorrow night, if the moon's not waning by then, I'm going to go into the woods and I'm going to let Harold bite my neck real sexy like he used to do. Okay. I want to emphasize that perhaps the neck is a very lethal area on the human you are body. So oh, my arm. Yes, an arm would be fine. Um listen, I I will let's let's keep that as that's plan C perhaps, right? And plan A is do what you've been doing and keep your doors locked and don't go outside and don't let anyone besides me in. Um and plan B, I guess is um, uh, I don't know. Here, you can have my cocoa. You need to fucking chill out. Okay, you're not gonna tell anyone, right? Because I'm just, I'm so scared that they're gonna think that, you know, Howard, that they're gonna, like, that Harold, that they're gonna, like, put him down or something. Or uh, Hoss yeah. is gonna shoot him with his gun. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I have no, I wouldn't dream of telling anyone. It is, it is so bad that you would choose to do something so chaotic. I <laughs> certainly wouldn't tell anyone that. Um, Gina, I thank you for your hospitality. And thank you, it's good to finally open up to someone I've just been keeping a secret, staying indoors. Yes, and you should keep doing that. But listen, Gina, if I call to you and I need you to help me in some way, I would like for you to be there. And I would like to use my last hold, because I got theory, I would use my last one to just kind of leave the impression that she would want to help me if possible. Okay, um, I gotta be real. I'm kind of more of a lover than a fighter. Like, I never... I, I don't even... Harold would take out the flies for me. We'd turn out all the lights and then turn on the porch light and we'd wait till the fly was bumping against the window and then we'd open the window and then Harold would flatter his arms and we'd get the fly to fly out. So I'll, I'll be there whenever you need me, but I'll just... It, it'll be me, okay? It'll still be me. Yes, yes. It'll definitely be you. And, um... I fully appreciate that. Listen, your wiles are, you know, you're a foxy lady. If, you, if you're a lover, you oh, can also use that. Thank you. Of course. I guess if you ever ran into Harold, I could maybe try and reason him with him. But he's been more and more mentally gone every time I've seen him. I'm scared he's, he's being consumed by it. Mm, okay. Um, thank you <laughs> again. Say, mm. 
<laughs> Sorry, that's just a nervous tick I do when I feel so bad for uh, someone. Hmm. Um, thank you again for your hospitality. No um, get some rest, Gina. Let's think on that plan for tomorrow night, huh? You can see as she's calming herself down a little bit. She's sipping at your hot cocoa that you gave her, your untouched hot cocoa. It's just, I clearly have raised it to my mouth several times, but there's just no cocoa on my mouth. And I'm just like, mmm, delicious. And as you head out, you hear um, the door lock and then deadbolt behind you. Good. That was a good idea. Um, Is anyone still out at the party? No, it seems like it is being cleaned up. um, Like you see some people like bringing trash bags out to like a dumpster like composting different materials and all kind of saying goodbye a few people wave at you Haas waves at you as he walks by good night enjoy first night thank you Haas as always it is a pleasure I I tip my hat Um, I light yes nothing weird happened in the outhouse did it god no (laughs) nothing nothing that isn't weird and normal if you know what I mean wink old man he looks at you as you say that and you wink and he kind of looks like a little bit like spooked almost and walks back into his house. <laughs> Ominous. <laughs> when I talk about taking a shit, usually don't people don't react that way. But, you know, this town has got my vibe anyways. I, in one inhale, um, just, I don't even light the cigarette. I just put it to my lips and, and suck it down my throat. <laughs> like it were a gummy worm. Um, and then I guess if it doesn't feel like, if it, if it feels like everyone's just going to bed mm-hmm. and it would be intrusive for me to do anything else... I guess that I will too go to bed. Unless, unless I guess I'll look, take one look around the area to see if any, there's like any movement around the Druid area or if there's anything coming from the the scum swamp. No, everything looks normal. Um, the cicadas are screaming and the grasshoppers are singing. Um, it's pretty beautiful. It's pretty peaceful. Um, you look up at the moon again. Again, so yellow, so bright. Like this is a... This is like a moon on steroids. This is a manufactured moon. Mm. Um, and uh, it's it seems like to be all quiet, like all the lights are going out around you. Um, you've got like a little gas lantern by your tent. But other than that, kind of looks like there's not a whole lot to occupy yourself with at night besides what you have to do in your own tent. Okay, then I will 100% just go back to my own tent and settle down for the evening. Great. All right. I go to bed thinking, God, I almost hope that her husband doesn't come back. That'll be fucking crazy to have a wolf running around. Never in my mind did I think that you would encourage her to. Well, it's a last resort. There's no. Who am I to say don't follow your husband into the woods as a wolf? (laughs) Sounds lovely. Sounds like a nice retirement. (laughs) Yes, at her age. I mean, God, what else is she doing? All right, wonderful. So, that night, you settle down in your tent, um, you know, dark white cloth walls around you. The cicadas sing you into a deep slumber. You are totally sober. You did not partake at all. Mm -hmm. And so, you're in a relatively light sleep, you know, a new place. Um, The sounds of the woods are very noisy. And in the middle of the night, you are awoken by a sound far away in the woods. Uh, uh, uh! 
starting to regret that I am in a tent right now and not in a structured settlement. And you hear coming from the other side, from the side that the wolf howl didn't come, you hear a bit of rustling bushes. And that is where we will end our session. Thank you all for listening to this episode of The Content Surge. Tune in next week for the thrilling conclusion of this chapter, where we will see if Katsofai can try not to die. All hail our eldritch patrons! Especially Anita, Ashley, Becca B, Colleen, Eclair, Alana, Emily, Grace, Jacob, James, Jeff, Joey, Kate, Liam, May, Morgan, Nat, Nicola, Paige, Roni, Sahara, Sam, and of course, our producer Patty, Patrick Brandstetter, and producer Daddies, Becca Mount, and Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die. Mwahaha! <laughs>